They don't really know you. The only person that knows you more than God is you. You know yourself. You know exactly what you're like. You would hate it if we were to put your thought life on that screen tonight. None of us would want that. To see the things that go through our heads and our minds. If we were very honest with one another, we probably would have napals. If we really told them just kind of the rascals that we really are. But God knows exactly what you're like. You're so called good and you're evil. God knows everything. And God says, I love you with an everlasting love. Now, why would you not put your confidence in someone like that? Because he never lies. We work in schools, you see the wee kids doing the old pinky promise. And that's kind of, oh, I'll be your pal forever. Oh, we'll be mates forever. Friday, they're strangling one another. Come here. Give your sweets, you wee beggar. I mean, and so much for the pinky promise. Didn't mean anything. Because we're not good at keeping promises. But the Bible says this of God. I am not man that I should lie. God will tell you the truth. He will always tell you the truth. Now, you may not like it, but it will be the truth. And it will be good for you to hear that truth. Sometimes our friends may not give us that answer. You guys that are dating, your, I nearly said your bird, just realized I came from Blanter. Your girlfriend, <laughs> your girlfriend, what do you think of my hair? You know you're not supposed to lie as a Christian. <laughs> See, you say, what does your mum think? <laughs> that is beautiful. We don't like to be lied to. We don't like to be misled. But God said, I'm not like you. I don't lie. You can trust me. You can trust me. I don't know who else we can trust like this. Because he's a perfect track record. Now grab one of the older ones. Like Peter Cannon there. He's about 105. Catch him. (laughs) And he will tell you that God has got a perfect track record. When it comes to being faithful, when it comes to looking after those whom he calls his own, the children of God, he's dropped none of them, not one. Everyone that God has saved, he promises to bring home to this wonderful place called heaven. He's dropped no one. He's got a great track record. He's good at being a friend. He's good at being a provider. He's good at being a protector. He's good at giving comfort. He's good at healing. He's great at all of those. There's no one in the universe as great as Jesus at doing all of those things. No one can do this. He's got a perfect track record for this because he invites us to trust in him. Why would we trust in God? For he says, trust in me. Now, if I invited any of you up tonight and says, who thinks he should be trusted the most in this church tonight? You put your hand up, we bring you up. And would you like to say, you stand up and say, everybody trust me, and then we all start laughing. Because why would we trust you? Why would we put all our confidence in you? Because you're letting yourself down. So why should I trust you? But Jesus invites us to trust him. What a great invitation it is, young people. Because he promises he will bless those who trust in him. We'll look at that later. Because where else can we put our confidence with any real hope. The world's an ugly place. You know it more than anybody. The world is an ugly place. Where are you going to put your hope and your trust for your future if you don't put it in an unchanging God? The world changes by the second. It's constantly changing. 
your big word for the week is immutability. The Bible says God is unchanging. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. No one can say that. Only God can say that. So when he said, I love you today, I'll be with you today, he means that forever. When we make a promise like that, we're doing well if we keep it for the week. So where is your confidence? Where is your confidence level tonight? Some of you might say, I'm invincible. Because here is your confidence is. You believe in yourself. We're awash with books and DVDs and programs that tell you, young people, you need to do. You need to just believe in yourself. I'm here to tell you the complete opposite. The complete opposite of that. The Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Above all things, who can know it? You don't even know your own heart, really. The Bible says it's deceitful. And yet God says we are to trust in him, not to believe in ourselves. We end up with posters like this. You think you'll win? No chance. No chance. You just need to believe in yourself. You have this young people at your schools. You can be anything you want to be. No, you cannot. You can't be an electrician if you're colorblind. You're not why in my house if you don't know what color they, they things are meant to be. Oh, I'll be a pilot, but I'm scared of heights. You can't be anything you want to be. We believe that God has shaped you and molded you for an exciting life. He's given you talents and skills and abilities that you can be what he wants you to be. And we pray for all of you that you will discover what that is. And you will give yourself fully to all of these things. Confidence. The Bible speaks a lot about those who put confidence in themselves. There's a man called Zanacharib. And he was a king. And he said to the nation of Israel, Your God can do nothing against me. He boasted and bragged against God. I knew of a man that walked into a pub, very similar to Zanacharib. And he says, Give me a pint of the wrath of God. By the time the barman peeled the pint, the man was dead. God will not be mocked. God will not be mocked. Whatever we sow, we will reap. And here's what happened. The angel of the Lord went out and struck 185,000 of the camp of the Assyrians. And when men rose early in the morning, behold, all of these were dead. Zanacharib says, nothing will overtake my army. God sends one angel and kills 185 of them. And he goes back to his little temple, to his false god, and begins to worship it. And while he is there, his two sons come in and assassinate him. And they take his crown. Here is someone who boasted in themselves. In Judges, you might remember the story of Samson. It's a guy with the long hair and bad taste in women. It says, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. He says, and he awoke from his sleep. You remember the story? And he says, I will get out. As at other times, and shake myself free. Well, today you won't, Samson. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. And the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles. I will do what I've always done, said Samson. I will do this. And God said, no, you won't, Samson. No, you won't. You ever read the newspaper and it says a man fell off a building and cheated death? No one cheats death. Know where your life is, young people. It's not in your breath. It's in the hand of God. The Bible says in Job 12 and 10, in the hand of God is the breath of every living thing. God chooses you live, you live. 
God deems you'll die, be assured. You will die. No one cheats God. This should be our attitude, James 4. You're to say today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there. We will trade and make a profit. Yet you do, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, says James, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or do that. It's a great verse, young people, if you're a Christian tonight. What God is saying is, you've not to say, I'm going to finish my school and then I'm going to go to college. Then I'm, I'm going to get that job. Then I'm going to get the house and the car. And God says, no, you have to say, if the Lord wills. If the Lord wills. You will do these things. There are many people who are very self-confident. And the Bible says, you have not to say, I will do, I will do, I will do. You have to understand that if God allows you, you will do these things. Madonna, the singer, says, I am a self-made woman. She looked at all of her achievements and said, I am a self-made woman. See, when I read that, I thought, good, she's taking the blame for something. She's a self-made woman. All of this is my fault. Well, good for you. Good for you. You see, at the end of the day, we can make our plans. We can roll the dice, but the outcome belongs to God. It's a safe place to put your life. To put your life in the hand of a God who loves you, who cares for you. Have you ever thought that God tries to spoil your fun, young people? God's trying to spoil your fun. He says, don't do this and don't do this. You need to live like that. God, take away your fun. We work in high schools and I say to the kids, What's your greatest pleasure? And they'll start laughing. And they'll start laughing. What, what's the thing that gives you the greatest pleasure? And they're all laughing. And I'm saying, just answer the question. What is the thing that gives you the greatest pleasure? You know what the Bible says? At the right hand of God, there are pleasures forevermore. We think pleasure might be a dirty word. But it isn't. God says, I give you pleasures. I will give you pleasures forevermore. The world can't match the pleasure that I can give you. But it's only for those who trust in him. Now what's the song? Sing it. That's it. What is the song? Somebody tell me. That's it. He goes, trust in me. That kind of thing. He goes, trust in me. That's what he's asking. And the world is asking you to do that every day. They're asking you to trust them. To put your confidence in them. Here's what the Bible says. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses, but we will trust in the Lord our God. There are people who actually think that our government can, can wave a wand and everything will just be changed. They think the answer for Britain, that, that's what it is. It's that the government will change absolutely everything. Well, it won't. Education, that's what we need. We need a better education system. Our education will change Scotland. Well, it won't. Bowing to Jesus Christ... Well, for the scripture says everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Young people, where is your confidence tonight? Please don't leave it in yourself. You're heading for disaster. Put your confidence in God. Now some people we can trust. Maybe your family members, your parents, folk that you, you trust their judgment. Not everybody can be trusted. Let me show you this. Now, hopefully, it's a wee video I'm going to show here. It just lasts about 30 seconds. You may have played this wee game. It's called The Trust Fall. Okay, it's called The Trust Fall. Okay, Trust Fall. Ready, set, go. 
Kedza. <laughs> I remember I used to be one of them. Can't even trust your sister. I mean, what chance have we got? We have to be careful the people that we are putting our, our lives in our hands in. This is not only just for a career choice or a choice of a, a girlfriend, boyfriend. These are choices for life and choices for eternity. What we do with Jesus uh, will depend on what he will do with us at the end of our life. This is a man, his name was called Saul of Tarsus. And he would be the equivalent of your Jewish Isis. This man was, was, was so evil. And he hated Christianity. And whatever he could find a Christian, he would lock them up. Or worse, he would kill them. And this is the first Christian martyr. His name was called Stephen. You read this in Acts chapter 7. And they didn't like what Stephen says. And after he finished his sermon, they stoned him to death. Now I hope you have not got any bright ideas this evening. That you just might do the same. Because that brought my own bricks, so don't worry about it. They threw them back. And look where they left the coats. They left their jackets at a man called Saul of Tarsus. And he was egging them on. I've always wondered what that reunion must have been like when Saul and Stephen meet each other in heaven, which they have already done. What that would have been like when Stephen looks up and he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of God to welcome him. And then he enters the presence of God. And then years later, Paul dies. He's now a Christian. His life has been changed. And he meets Stephen. I was the guy that encouraged them to kill you. What a forgiving and gracious God we have. That's a great verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. Christian young person. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Not, not an inch of it. Give to yourself. Trust God with everything. Don't lean on your own understanding. If I asked one of you to come up and stand up here and lean on yourself. You'd be falling on the floor. Don't lean on yourself, but lean and trust in God, and he will make your path straight. Consult God in everything, young people. You're thinking about going out with this guy or this girl. Ask God what he thinks. It might make you think, oh, let me look cool, because she's, when she's a picture, do you know what I mean? She looks all right. It'll make me look kind of cool. Do you know what I mean? Having a boyfriend and a girlfriend, say this a hundred times, doesn't make you look cool. I've seen some real ugly folk going out together. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't make you cool. If I get a girlfriend, everybody will think, oh, I'm something. Or if I get a boyfriend, they'll think, I am something. And I say that to those of you who are single. Wait on God. Wait on God. He will not rob you. He says in John 10, 10, the thief comes to kill, steal and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it in its fullness. Wait on God. I promise you, I've seen it a hundred times. He will not let you down. Get to know him. Get to know him in his word. Paul looked at his life after he became a changed man. God changed everything about this man. From killing Christians to saying he's willing to die for Jesus. And he summed his life up using, like, uh, what do you call it, taxation terms. Uh, money terms he would use. Here's what he says. For we are the circumcision of the Jews who worship by the Spirit of God and the glory of Jesus Christ. 
We put no confidence in the flesh. In other words, we don't trust ourselves. Do I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh? <clears throat> if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. He said, I was circumcised on the eighth day, exactly what the law required of a Jewish boy. I belong to the people of Israel. I was of the tribe of Benjamin. I was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. As to the law, I was a Pharisee. To zeal, I was a persecutor of the church. As to righteousness, listen to this, under the law, I was blameless. This man looked at his life and he gave himself a hundred out of ten. That's how great he thought he was. He looked at the law and the commands of God. He said, I have kept all of these. There is no one like me. But then he says, for whatever gain I had, I counted it loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things. I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. I be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. His righteousness was his own self-righteousness. And we tend to think, when we compare ourselves among themselves, you know what the Bible says about that? Those who compare themselves among themselves have become fools. Don't be looking around at your friends and the people you know and compare yourself with them. There is no, nothing to gain in that. Nothing to gain. But he takes his asset list and he takes his list of losses and he looks at these, these are my gains and my losses. These are the things that I put my confidence in. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's you think you're a good person. On this list you've got, well, I'm decent. I'm not like some of the kids at school. I mean, I'm, I, I try to be my parents. I try to do the right thing. So, so maybe this, this is you. And on, on here, Paul swapped them over. All the things that were gained for me, I exchanged them for the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Instead of trying to please everybody, Young people, you will never please everybody. Here's what the Bible says. The fear of man is a snare. It's a trap. You're going around all the time. And I see you, you young people. You carry about these wee invisible cards. I see them. Nobody else sees them. These wee cards you carry about, and they're called like me cards. And you go, like me, like me. You give them to everybody. Here, would you like me? Nobody sees them. How do you do that? You just dress a particular way. You act a particular way. You like certain things that maybe you wouldn't like. Because everybody wants to be accepted. Everybody wants to be in. But see, when God accepts you, the rest doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's a man playing baseball and whacked the ball right out of the thing. He slid into the base and the guy goes, you're out. He goes, I'm in. He said, no, you're out. He goes, listen, I was in. The umpire said, you're out. He dusts himself down and stands up. I was in. And they start shouting his name. 40,000 people begin to shout his name and he looks to the umpire with a smile in his face and says to him, listen, I was in. He says to him, no, you listen. On this court, it's only my opinion that counts, so you're out. In the world, it doesn't matter what they're shouting. There's only one opinion that counts in this universe and it's God's. And if God says you're in, young people, praise God, you're in. If he says you're out, then you're definitely out. Let me show you this here. A few verses to give you quickly. Confidence in battle. For not in my bow do I trust, nor my sword 
should save me. Hebrews, let us end with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy, to find grace in time of need, confident in prayer. Philippians 1, 6, a great verse. I am sure, I am confident, says Paul, that he who began a good work and you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Jesus has many titles. One is called Alpha and Omega. He's the start and the finish. What he starts in our life, he promises to finish this. Let me give you these verses so we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him? Blessed are those who put their trust in him. Oh, taste and see, young people, that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one, the, the man who trusts in him. The Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who trust in him. He looks out at this group tonight and he knows those who trust in him. He knows those who are trusting in themselves or trusting in the fact that maybe your parents are somebody. Let me speak to those whose parents are Christians. God has no grandchildren. Do you understand that? God has no grandchildren. He only has children. Because your parents are Christians, it doesn't automatically mean that you are. Because your parents are heading to heaven, there is no guarantee you're going with them. Unless you've come the same way they have come. By faith and repentance in the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land. Feed on him. Trust in him. Feed on him. Delight yourself in him. He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. And he'll bring it to pass. See these great dreams you've got? Give them to him. Give them to him. He will not disappoint you in the slightest. Though an enemy encamp against me here, I shall not fear. No, no war rise against me, yet I will be confident, says the psalmist. One thing I have asked of the Lord, I will seek after this, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me, and it says he will conceal me, and he will lift me high upon a rock. All the promises that God gives to those who trust in him. And at the end of Psalm 27, we read these words. I believe I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, young people. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us. Our sufficiency is from God. We don't have to look too far, young people, to see people who are self-sufficient. Do you know who this is? Correct. It's Chris Brown. This is what he says about himself. I just think I'm a walking art piece, just a ball of creativity. Go, Chrissy. <laughs> this, is who he, this is what he thinks about himself. And then we have Beyonce. She says this. I don't like to gamble, but if there's one thing I'm willing to bet on, Ta-da! It's myself. <laughs> there you go, Beyonce. She said, I, I don't like to gamble, but I'd bet on anything. I'd bet on myself. Do you mean how egocentric is that? Young people, I'd warn you against her. You might think, listen to that old boy, warning against Beyonce. She's got a song out, and I won't tell you the name of it because I don't want you listening to it. She takes a song, and in the song, she talks about using a Bible as, as, as a menstrual pad. That's the word she uses in her song. She hates God. 
She hates the name of Christ. Many of these people, they are self-confident and they will stand before God on their own. There'll be nobody there with a trophy for them. The MTV guys won't be there with their cameras. Every man and woman will stand before their creator. And these people, sadly, we should feel sorry for them, not envy them in the slightest, that they've got fame and fortune and money. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Now, speaking of money, I'm going to give you a chance to get some. Who wants £20? Look at this. Come on, don't be shy. I'm going to give you a chance to get £20. Let me show you this here. It's over here. If I bring these over here like this, inside these, there is £20 in one of these. Okay? There is £20. I promise you, if you choose the right one, but you have to be confident because I'm going to try and put you off. Inside one of these, there is £20. How confident are you that you will get the money? Okay, who's up first? We've red, we call it burgundy green and blue. Okay, who wants to first go for £20? Put your hand up. Thank you. What colour? Red. Okay, I think you should take the green. You want the red? You sure? What change your mind? Okay, let's see what we've got here. We take this with this. Sorry. No dosh. Okay, who wants to have a go for £20? The last one I get to keep. Right, sir. Would you like blue, green, or burgundy? I would take the green. Okay. Good for you. Our curious auto suggestion thing works, doesn't it? There's nothing in the green. We've only got blue and burgundy left. Who wants the 20 pound you confident she is confident you can have burgundy or blue I would I'd go for the blue burgundy are you sure you want to change your mind girls allowed to do that okay you want to change I said that in the school and he goes oh it's sexist behave yourselves <laughs> I said I'm for bland it's no sexist it's funny okay are you ready this is the one that's a shame now put your hand up if you would have taken the blue. Because inside the blue, there would have been the £20. I was like 110% confident you would not get my money. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish here. What does it mean then? It means to trust the character of God. Young people, you would only put your confidence in somebody that you really know. I'm sure you'll agree with me. Get to know God. Really, read your Bible. Don't just come to church. Get to know Him. Read Him. Get to know His character. Know what He is like. And you can put your trust in Him. Secondly, it means to trust His promises. Now, you'll only know how to do that when you read them and you know what they are. He's never broken a promise yet. Thirdly, it means to trust the Word of God. Again, you will need to read God's Word to know, to realise how trustworthy it is. It means to stop trusting in yourself. Young people, don't give up your confidence. Keep your confidence, not in yourself, but in God. I recall the former days when after you were enlightened, you endured a hard struggle, with suffering sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction, and sometimes being partakers of those who, who were treated. Sometimes your friends won't understand why you would follow Jesus. Your family sometimes won't understand. 
Your mates won't understand. You'll get reproach and affliction. Your compassion in those who were in prison. You joyfully accepted the plundering of your property. Since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. Therefore, don't throw away your confidence if you're a Christian tonight. Which is a great reward. For you have need of endurance. So that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. This man's called Lecrae. He was a man who was a bit of a gangster, carried a gun. Um, used to carry a Bible in his car. And he kept the Bible in his car because he thought it was a good luck charm until the night he got nicked by the cops. And he said, what's that in your car? He said, a Bible. He said, have you read it, son? He says, no. He said, I suggest you read it. And his life was getting all out of order. And one day he prayed, God, you're going to have to stop me because I will kill somebody before, or unless I kill myself. He crashed his car and it rolled over a bunch of times. And the only thing he had was a wee bit of glass stuck in his arm. And he knew that God was real. And somebody invited him to something like this where they met gang members who'd been shot. All these guys from America. Their lives were crazy. He's given his life to Christ. And you can check him online on YouTube. He's a singer now, he's a rapper. But this is what he says. Only God satisfies. Sin can't afford us. We are too high maintenance for it to keep us happy. We are made to be filled with the best and that is exclusively found in knowing God. Here's what the Bible says. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, young people. Faith, love and peace along with those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. Only God satisfies because you're too high maintenance. Because as soon as you get something that sin gives you something, we're not satisfied. We want something else. We want something else. We will never be satisfied. Sin doesn't satisfy. It might give us some pleasure for a while, but it soon leaves us empty. Only God satisfies. Colossians 1, you were made by God and for God. Now, people, I trust that you will put your confidence in him. If any of you are here this evening and you have no idea what we are talking about, I would assume that you don't know Christ. You've never come to the point in your life when you've asked him to forgive you. You can do that tonight. I plead with you that you will do that tonight. You will ask God to forgive you and he will give to you the gift of eternal life and you'll never perish. Please speak to myself or any guys in the band or the people who brought you. Speak to your youth leader and they'll tell you how God can give you a life worth living. I'm going to ask you just to reflect for a few minutes. Might not let this go to the end. I'm going to show you a video just to finish. And it's really the things that we believe in. And I want you to be encouraged, Christians, as you think of the thing that you believe in. Because these things are the only foundation that will keep you. Some images on it. I'll play a little bit and then I'll just stop. When this stops, the band can come up and maybe just finish. Is that, is that what's happening? Yep. Is that okay, Ali? Yep. Guys, are we good for that? Okay, let's see if this will play.